Arabe ici. Ah, no side, no side, no side. Let me first give the highest honor to the Almighty this morning. Clap your hands for the Lord today. Let me just make it very clear that he alone is worthy of the praise. He alone is worthy to be glorified this morning. Though I stand in a place of great honor and great privilege, it is a place of great humility. For I understand that unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain that build. Amen? Oh, come on and say amen with me. Come on, you know how I do. Come on and worship the Lord with me. Hallelujah. I warn you this morning that I'm allowed to be here. So, I have the mic. But I'm glad to be here this morning on a serious note. I just, I'm I'm so thankful to God because he's really good. And he's been so, so good to me. He has been faithful. They sung this morning, all my life, he has been faithful. All of what God has been doing with me has brought me to this point. And so I say to God, be all the glory, great things he has done. I want to recognize my pastors this morning and honor them for their leadership. I want to thank God for leaders who have taken me under their wing and who have stood with me and stood for me. I appreciate you this morning. And my prayer is that all the seeds that they have sown with many before them will bring forth great fruit in due season. You want to see some fruit? Oh, Lord, have mercy. You don't want no fruit. Does anybody want to see fruit? Do you want to see some fruit in the house? Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I recognize that there are some faces in the house that I have not seen for a while. Some very special people who came here today. And I want to say to you, thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. And I will always be praying for you, whether I see you or if I don't. God bless you. We're going to spend a little time in the Word this morning. I'll try not to be long with you. I get in trouble apparently, apparently, I am a bit of a long meter. Um, But if you all knew my dad, you would understand. But anyway, we're not going to go down that road. This morning, I just want to share with you some thoughts that the Lord has been challenging my heart with. And I pray that you will be blessed today. I pray that you will, with me, go a little deeper than the surface. Let's look beneath the word and see what God wants us to excavate from it. Amen. I believe there's something for all of us this morning. And I pray, Lord, that we would just, we will journey together. Have a quick squeeze through the word of God and see what God is saying this morning. Praise the name of the Lord. Before we do that, we got to pray. Thank you for this one person down here who was with me. We're going to pray. Oh, it's all right to have fun in the house of the Lord. I came to have fun with Jesus this morning, so you all can choose what you decide to do, but I'm going to have some fun in the house this morning. Amen. Father, 
we honour you today. We bless you. We praise you. We humbly bow in your presence and recognise who you are. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Lily of the Valley, bright and morning star. God, you're the fairest of 10,000 to our souls this morning. We honour you and we praise you and we ask this morning that as we spend a few moments looking at your word, that you would be present here with us, that you would do only what you can do. You would take the word, you would bless the word, which is the bread of life, you would break it and you would serve it to your people this morning. Father, we commit to you today and say, Lord, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. When I went before the Lord about today, I just wanted to know from him what he wants to share first with me, because the word has to wash through me first before I bring it to you. I cannot take you where I haven't been. So I need for God to do something with me first. And so I've spent time before the Lord in this word, and I just pray that that will be translated to you, that the word will be what it needs to be. It will meet you where you are at this morning and do for you what no other powers can do. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to the book of Mark chapter 5? And I want to talk a little bit this morning about faith. Faith to encounter. Would you like an encounter with Jesus today? Do you want an encounter with Jesus today? I tell you, I'm desperate for a new encounter with Jesus. And I, I mean to pursue him until I get it. And so as we look at this word today, I hope that it would encourage you that wherever you are at, whatever you are going through, if you can find faith to encounter, Jesus will meet you there. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Faith to encounter. We're going to read from the book of Mark a few verses. This is a, a portion of scripture that deals with two very powerful miracles. But I want to highlight one. And I want us to spend a little time hanging out with one particular one. But listen with me. Mark 5, verse 21 through 34. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying, please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. Read those verses to set the stage. Jesus has just stepped off the boat. Already he's been accosted by two things, a pressing crowd and a desperate man. Already. But Jesus being Jesus, he's all about miracles. Jesus is always about his father's business. So he says to this leader, I'll come with you. So Jesus has begun his journey to the house of the leader. The next few verses is where we want to hang out today. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. We're in verse 25 now. And a woman was there 
who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was free from suffering. I want to pause there for a moment. There's a few things that I want us to pick up on today. One, faith challenges fear. Number one. Number two, faith requires action. And number three, faith yields results. Amen? All right. So we're going to run that one more time. Faith challenges fear, number one. Two, faith requires action. And three, faith yields results. I want to talk a little bit about this woman. The Bible calls her a certain woman. This was a woman, the Bible says, was bleeding for 12 years. And just to give you a little bit of understanding, we know that a woman has a monthly cycle of bleeding. And in Levitical law, when a woman was at that stage, she was considered unclean. And there was a time at which she had to be away from people. And even when the bleed had ended, there would need to be seven days for a cleansing period before she could go back into company and community. The problem here was this wasn't stopping for this woman. She continued to bleed, which meant she remained in a state of uncleanness, which meant she couldn't be with people, which meant she couldn't have community which meant she was disconnected. So at this point, we understand she's not only unwell, she's not only feeling very ill, but she can't even be with people that she cares about, people that she might be able to spend time with and they speak into her life and encourage her. Her condition caused her to be disconnected. She continued to bleed, she continued to be alone. She continued to be unwell. She spent much time and money going to doctors and wanting to be better, wanting to be well. But unfortunately, in that day, many of the physicians were steeped in superstition. So many of the doctors she saw, there was no medical basis. So she was not only not getting better, she was growing worse. So we have disconnection, we have loneliness, we have anguish, we have pain, we have sickness. And now we add to that, adds insult to injury, we have financial embarrassment because this woman has now spent everything she has. She's got nothing left. But the word of God says she heard about Jesus. 
What did she hear about Jesus? She's been hearing some things about this Jesus. He has been traveling around and touching and transforming lives. Do you know what she's heard? She's heard testimony of God's faithfulness. She's heard testimony to God's faithfulness. The Bible talks about the power of your testimony. Why won't we testify about what God is doing in our lives and help somebody along the way? Oh Lord, have mercy. Let me tell you something. Your testimony has the power to break chains. Your testimony has the power to open the door to healing and to deliverance and to breakthrough and to provision. That's the power of your testimony. Do you have a testimony this morning? Share it. Let somebody know what Jesus has done. This woman was in a desperate position. But along the way, she's been hearing something about this man. She maybe heard that some blinded eyes were now open. She maybe heard that somebody who was crippled for many years is now walking. She maybe heard about what happened in a few chapters before when four friends took their paralyzed friend to find Jesus in a house. And when they couldn't get into the house, they couldn't get through the doorway, they created one. They climbed up on a roof. That's what faith does. Faith challenges fear. Faith challenged the fear of those four friends. They didn't worry about whether or not the owner of the home would complain about the damage. They just decided that their friend need to see Jesus. And they stepped into action. Faith challenges fear. Just like this woman. She was challenged by her circumstances. And I think fear must have gripped her when she thought about daring to go where Jesus is. She broke umpteen Levitical laws by going to join that crowd. She had no business being where people were because the state she was in, if she touched anybody, she made them unclean. But this woman heard something about Jesus and decided, I have nothing to lose. I have done all I know how to do. I have gone everywhere I know where to go. I'm going to try Jesus. Because from what I've heard about this man, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I can be made whole. Do you believe that this morning? Would we dare to touch Jesus this morning and encounter the power of the Almighty? Does anybody have a need in the house this morning? Is there anything that you're holding on to God for? I want to encourage you this morning. Ah, oh, faith challenges fear. It challenges fear. And when you get real serious, faith puts fear in a chokehold and puts it on the ground and lets it know I am going forward. And this woman decided she's going to see Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Worship the Lord with me. Oh, no. Come on, y'all. Has God been good to you this morning? He's been good. Now, I, I want to just stop here and say, this is not about me. I want you to go home this morning knowing that when you trust God the way we ought to trust him, something's got to happen. The situation should not be the same. Even if we don't get the answer we want, God is going to move and something's going to happen. Do you believe with me this morning? Do you believe with me this morning? Oh, we're going to have to work on that. But God is still good. Praise the Lord.
Thank you, Jesus. Let's read down a little bit further. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'll just start back from verse 25. And the woman was there who had been subject to this bleeding 12 years. She'd suffered a great deal and she'd gone to many doctors, spent all she had and grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I can touch his clothes, I'll be healed. And immediately the bleeding stopped. And she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched me? But Jesus, he kept looking around. Nobody jumped out. And the disciples said to him, how can you even ask that question? Can you not see the crowd? Jesus, are you standing where we're standing? Can you see the people? How do you expect us to be able to know who touched you? But there's something about the transfer of power. It's unmistakable. Push your finger into a socket and tell me if you know what I'm talking about. When there is a transfer of power, it's unmistakable. And this is what happened when this woman came up behind Jesus in the crowd. There was a transfer of power. Something left Jesus for this woman. The Bible says she has an issue of blood. Well, you see what happened when she touched Jesus, her issue became his issue. You don't hear me. You don't hear me. When this woman touched Jesus, something happened. There was an exchange, a divine exchange. Sickness ran from her. It left at a speed that we cannot record because it came into contact with raw power. Jesus is that raw power. But Jesus felt it. And he turned and he said, who touched me? You know what I love about this portion of scripture? The Lord revealed in my spirit that when I turn to Jesus, he turns to me. Jesus is not the Jesus to turn his back on you. When you pursue Jesus, he turns to you. He doesn't deal with you side on side. Jesus deals with you face to face. Jesus has a deposit for each one of us. He wants to meet you face to face. Like he met the woman at the issue, with the issue of blood. She hid. She was ashamed. She felt can I just get the healing? Nobody needs to know I'm here. Have you ever felt that sometimes? You just want God to touch. Just touch me, Lord. Just do it, Lord. Just do it. I don't need anybody to know. And she didn't want anybody to know. Because for people to know would be for her to explain her situation. And she didn't want that. But you see, when Jesus gets involved, everything changes. And I'm so glad that Jesus is not like man. He's not like us. We are so unforgiving. We're so short-sighted. We give up on each other so easily. 
And if you don't look right, smell right or sound right, I don't want anything to do with you. But I'm come to tell you this morning that what is insignificant to man is not insignificant to my God. That it doesn't matter where you're coming from. God knows your name and he's got your address. God is not so much entangled and concerned about your past, but he is very concerned about your future because he has a future for you. And just like this woman who struggled for 12 years, but Jesus, but Jesus, but Jesus met this woman at the point of her need. Faith requires action. What is it that you are searching for? What is it that you are talking to God about? This morning, God is not calling for a passive faith. He's not calling for us to sit quietly and hope against hope. God is calling for us to stand up in our faith and walk forward. God is asking us to see the crowd, but not to be subject to it. God is asking us to understand that the press is great, but to know that he is greater still. Amen. He's asking us to stand in what we say we believe. I get very concerned when we preach one thing and live another. Oh, that's a, that's a dangerous place, people. Let's not go there. But this woman, I, I, I just, this woman challenges me the more I, I look at her story because I see myself there. I begin to see the things that have been in my life that may have caused me to leak that may have caused me to lose power, that may have prevented me from operating to my full potential. We all have them. There are things in our lives that are flowing and taking power out. But God came this morning to stop up all the holes. God came this morning to fill up all the cracks. God came this morning to stop the flow outward and to address a flow inward. God has a call for each one of us. So even if you are like this woman who bled, God knows your name. What is leaking from us this morning? What is it that is taking from us this morning? What is it that is blocking our path straight to Jesus this morning? I encourage you, that Jesus is just beyond the press. Hallelujah. 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 It's all right to praise the Lord in the house of the Lord. You may not be able to do it in the grocery store, but you can do it in the house of the Lord. My godmother used to say to me, you can't speak in tongues and get your shopping. They'll put you out of the store. But when... <laughs> When I come into the house of the Lord, please don't interfere with me if I want to give God some praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Faith yields results. Do we believe that this morning? Faith yields results. God is calling us 
to something new. God is calling us to walk by faith. God is calling us to lay aside the weight and the sin that does so easily beset. God is calling us to trust him with all of us. This is what the woman with the issue of blood did. She understood she couldn't do it alone. She understood if she continued in that road, she wasn't going to end up anywhere nice. But I'm so thankful today that Jesus passed her way. I'm thankful today that because of a faith to encounter him, she pressed. When she could have remained behind the crowd, she pressed. I know there was enough power of God for her to be healed in the crowd, but she pressed. She could have stayed and prayed right there, but she pressed. Sometimes God is calling us to action because he's already made his half of the journey. He just needs us to step forward. Will you step forward this morning? Will you press through your crowd? Will you purpose in your heart to see Jesus regardless of what people will say? Even if they don't think you're good enough. Even if they don't think you deserve to be there. I've heard that too. I've heard some very powerful words spoken to me and they weren't nice. But you know what? I have one, one name more powerful. And every hurtful word that was sent in my direction, I said, Jesus. Every hurtful statement that was lobbed my way, I returned it with a Jesus. Every harsh wish, I said, Jesus, just like this woman said, Jesus. Because there's something about that name, Jesus. Jesus Christ, the risen lamb, is raw power. It's undiluted and unadulterated. When you come into contact with it, transformation has to happen. It has to happen. When this woman touched Jesus, everything changed. When she touched Jesus, her issue became his issue. I challenge you this morning, what issue are you holding on to? What's the thing that takes from us? What's the thing that blocks our way to Jesus? Jesus is just beyond the press. One songwriter said he's just a prayer away. He's right here this morning. He wants to meet you at the point of need. One touch is all it took for this woman to be healed. One touch of the hem of his garment and she was made whole. And one thing I take from scripture this morning is it wasn't just physical healing that she received. God is not a half the, guy, half the job kind of guy. When God sets his mind to something, when he put Jesus to work, it was the whole package. When she touched Jesus and the flow immediately dried up, 
the empty vessel was sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit and it began filling up. I want us to just jump back for a moment to the beginning of Scripture when it opened and it said, a certain woman. When that certain woman touched Jesus and power left him for her, Jesus addressed her when she stepped forward. She was nervous. She was scared. Healing had taken place and she knew it. But she thought she'd better keep her testimony. She thought she'd better keep it quiet because speaking about it might cause a problem. But the power of Jesus was so evident in that moment. The Bible says she came trembling and she fell at his feet and she told him everything. Say everything. Say everything. You ever tried to hide everything? You know when you just don't want to tell some people some things. But this woman came. She was at Jesus' feet and she told him everything. But this is what I want to highlight to you this morning. Faith to encounter. I, I, love, I love Jesus. I just love Jesus. Faith to encounter informs your destiny and your identity. Let me say that again. It's very important. Faith to encounter will inform your identity. When this woman started her journey that day, she was broken. She was a broken woman. She was weary. She was worn. She was sad. She was tired. She was sick and tired of being sick and tired. She'd had enough. And I think she was at the point where she said, if, if this doesn't work, I've done it all. But she went and she touched Jesus. The Bible says a certain woman. But after she touched Jesus and they had an exchange, what did Jesus say to her? How did Jesus address her? He said, daughter. Certain woman came to Jesus. Daughter left him. A certain woman, no title, no social status, nobody would consider unseen, unclean. When she met with Jesus, she went from no status to royal priesthood. She went from no name to washed by the name. This woman had transformed her life with one touch. Somebody should have said amen right there. God is mighty. God is great. God is powerful. And he sent us Jesus. And everything we need is wrapped up and tied up in this Jesus. And I want to encourage you this morning, as we've read about a woman who was willing to put everything on the line just to touch him. She didn't want to jump on him. She didn't want him to give her a piggyback ride. She didn't want to have him all to herself. She said, if I can just touch him, the hem of his garment. I want to touch that Jesus. I want to touch him. I want that exchange of power. 
I want my life to be transformed. I want to experience who Jesus is up close and personal. That's what he's calling us to this morning. A personal relationship. I can't live my life through Pastor John and I love my brother dearly. But it takes a personal connection with Jesus. That's what makes the difference. So can I encourage you this morning? Our time is far spent and well spent. Can I encourage you this morning? Would you be willing to press through the crowd? Crowd of brokenness. Crowd of pain. Crowd of sickness. Crowd of misunderstandings. Crowd of, I'm tired of praying for that family member because it doesn't feel like God's hearing anything. The crowd of my marriage is failing and I don't know what else to do. Whatever your crowd is this morning, Jesus is just beyond the press. Will you press this morning just to touch the hem of his garment? Will you allow Jesus the privilege to turn and face you? And to say, what is it you want to share with me? Would you dare to let Jesus take your burden this morning? Would you dare to cast your care? I encourage you this morning. I challenge you this morning. If you would dare to trust the master, you would dare to see things happen. Would you cause your faith to challenge fear this morning? Would you cause your faith to cause you to act? I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying that it's possible. With Christ in the vessel, we can smile at the storm. We're closing, but I just want to share this with you. Some years ago when we were going for our landed status and we got to the border and we were ready. The kids were so excited. We were getting landed and we were, we were just going to be here in Canada and we were doing great. But the person at the desk looked at us and said, there's a discrepancy here. I can put you on a plane and send you home right now. At that point, I was desperate. I said, God, what will we do? And I could feel the heat rising off my husband. I, I just, I could feel Michael. He was, it wasn't a good day. And I said, Lord, what must I do? And God said, go get the toilet key and go into the washroom. That's where I built an altar that day. I was that desperate. I didn't have a sanctuary I didn't have some lovely screens. I had a toilet. But you know what? I found Jesus in that toilet, let me tell you. I found him and I had a few choice words with my Savior. And when I came out, everything had changed. As soon as I stepped through the door, the crowd had dispersed. All I could see was Jesus. And those people stamped our papers and sent us home. That's the God we serve. That's the God I serve. Praise the Lord. That's why I'm able to be here today. My prayer is that this word has encouraged you in some way. That you go home thinking about faith to encounter and what you desire of the Lord, knowing that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we could ever think or ask of him. 
I'm going to invite the worship team are going to be coming back. But would you just stand with me, church, as I'm handing over? Hallelujah. As I go, I'm just going to pray that God would cause you to meet Jesus in his full power and experience him. Would you just lay your hand on your heart if they're not raised to the heavens? That's where we want the word of God to be resident here. Because then we'll walk it out. If it's just up here, knowledge is great. But without the journey to the heart, it's just knowledge. Father, we are so thankful to you this morning. We're grateful to you, God, that you love us more than we could even imagine. We thank you this morning, God, that wherever we are at, you are willing and able to meet us there. Father, as we leave this place, would you, would you touch us in a very deep place? Would you minister to us? Would you reveal yourself to us? And God, would you help us to extend our faith and give us faith to encounter you, God, no matter what the circumstances. They may be bleak this morning, but you are God and you are in control. Father, I pray that your presence would fall on your people, that you would minister to each one and that, God, you would do for us what no other powers can do. We bless you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.